You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Numbers chapter 9, verses 1 through 5, the second Passover. Anniversaries are often good times to reflect on how far we've come, what we've left, where we're going, and how faithful God has been. Now it's the first month of the second year after they came out of Egypt, time to celebrate the Passover again at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all its rules and regulations. The events of this chapter occurred prior to the census in chapter 1, but follow the dedication of the tabernacle in chapter 7. Moses passes on the command to the Israelites and they obey. Verses 6 to 14, extenuating circumstances. But some of them couldn't celebrate the Passover on that day because they were ceremonially unclean on account of being in contact with a dead body. So they came to Moses and Aaron that same day and inquired, We have become unclean because of a dead body, but why should we be kept from presenting the Lord's offering with the other Israelites at the appointed time? Moses answered them, Wait until I find out what the Lord commands concerning you. If he was unsure, he went to the Lord about it. The answer from God was, Tell the Israelites, When any of you or your descendants are unclean because of a dead body or are away on a journey, they are still to celebrate the Lord's Passover, but they are to do it on the fourteenth day of the second month at twilight. They are to eat the lamb together with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They must not leave any of it till morning or break any of its bones. When they celebrate the Passover, they must follow all the regulations. So they could delay it by one month if that was the case, but everything else about it must still be followed as usual. So this was not just an answer for the current situation, but for posterity as a continuing ordinance. And this was the case during the time of King Hezekiah in Second Chronicles 30. But if anyone who is ceremonially clean and not on a journey fails to celebrate the Passover, they must be cut off from their people for not presenting the Lord's offering at the appointed time. They will bear the consequences of their sin. So if a person had no valid excuse, they were guilty of disobedience. To be cut off meant to be killed in most circumstances where it is used. The lesson from this is that in a system of laws, there will be times when they come into conflict. In such cases, there needs to be a hierarchy in place to decide which aspect or law is most important. In this case, the ceremonial cleanness matters more than the actual date of the celebration. Jesus speaks of how, in spite of the command against working on the Sabbath, if the eighth day falls on a Sabbath, a priest will still circumcise a baby boy and remain blameless because the command to circumcise supersedes the Sabbath requirement in that case. That's in John 7. So if a non-Israelite lived among them and wanted to celebrate the Passover with them, he must do so according to the rules, which would include being circumcised if he was male. The regulations were the same for both the foreigner and the native-born. Verses 15 through 23, the cloud above the tabernacle. The presence of the Lord arrived on the day the tabernacle was set up. He was seen in the cloud that covered it. At night, from evening till morning, the cloud had the appearance of fire, and by day it appeared as a cloud. God used it to guide the movement of the Israelites. 
At this point, they've been at the foot of Mount Sinai while the law was given and haven't been directed to move. They would begin to move in Numbers 10.13. So whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's command and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the, at the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two months, sorry, two days, or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. So this passage shows that even though they expected this trip from Egypt to Canaan would last under two weeks, they were traveling on God's timetable. Sometimes they would have a quick turnaround that hardly allowed any unpacking. Other times they would have to stay a year. And this was written in hindsight since they didn't know at this point that they'd be in the wilderness for 40 years. Scarlet threads. So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? God wanted the Israelites to celebrate the Passover on the anniversary of their redemption from slavery in Egypt, and provision was made for extenuating circumstances. This tells us that God wants his people to remember and celebrate what he has done. Jesus was raised on a Sunday, and we take part in the Lord's Supper to remember the cost of our redemption from sin. The first Passover accomplished their redemption. Any subsequent Passover celebrations were remembrances Likewise, Jesus died as our substitute Passover lamb once. He is not re-sacrificed as in the Roman Catholic Mass, but we remember his sacrifice when we take part in the Lord's Supper. Moses reminded the Israelites of many details of the Passover so they would do it right. We are forgetful people. Paul did the same for the church. Therefore, we have the written word to remind us. There are at least 40 connections between the Passover and Jesus, which we studied in Exodus 12, so please refer there. But one point that is repeated here needs comment. The lamb's bones were not to be broken. Jesus' bones weren't broken, unlike the other two who were crucified with him to hasten their death. To show he fulfilled scripture, it points back to the instructions about the Passover lamb, but now applies it specifically to him. God made provision for those who were permitted from keeping the Passover. He is more concerned with our hearts than mere external performances. It was admirable that people wanted to keep the feast. We should be anxious for fellowship and mourn when we are unable to partake, like the psalmist who envied the birds who were able to access God's house while he was in exile. While they were defiled, they could not partake in the feast. While there is unconfessed sin in our lives, we need to make it right so we can restore our relationship with God and others. Moses didn't know how to counsel them, so he asked God about it. We must admit our weaknesses and ask God for wisdom. God's presence was in their midst at all times. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. 
They didn't need to worry about when to travel, but rest and enjoy where they were. We can rest contentedly and trust God to lead us through His Spirit and His Word. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Numbers chapter 10. May God bless the study of His Word.